Welcome one and all to the URG Podcast on the go. This is DJ Harrington, your host, and we have a special guest named Dan Snyder from Texas. Dan, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking, DJ. Uh, are you the CEO? What is your official title? You're general manager at one location, right? Well, that's correct. I'm the general manager of our full-serve location, which is the original location started in 1988. Uh, we have three different companies inside of our family. Uh, one is a small used car lot, and then we have uh, five different self-serve locations and then this large full-serve location. And I am officially the CEO of all of those companies and the general manager of the full-serve location. Well, I have sat in your audiences in the past. You're a very fine presenter. You know the industry because you've been in the industry. That's what URG is all about, for recyclers, by recyclers. Uh, We have over a 1,000 listeners, and now I can say coast to coast because, Dan, we have them between California all the way to Maine. So we have a lot of listeners. And my first question to you is, what does the URG conference mean in the salvage industry? Well, there's no doubt about it that when it comes to conferences, in my opinion, the URG conference has always been the number one conference for learning. And when I, I mean learning at a ground roots level. Um, ARA does a great job at the higher end level, and they've actually kind of pivoted towards what URG has done for decades, and that is having recyclers talk to other recyclers in a way and in a format uh, that they can understand. Um, we don't just learn in the different sessions that are going on, but we have, of course, lunch. We've got the uh, interaction that occurs in the hallways. Uh, and then, of course, after hours as well in the, in the bars or around the pool uh, or around dinner. So it's a wonderful opportunity for people with a little bit of extra knowledge to give some knowledge to other people in the industry. And uh, as I talked about previously, we have so much, some of us that have been around the industry for a long time, we have so much knowledge in our head that we don't even realize is special. But I think back to when I got started in this industry, and I would just hang on every word of, you know, guys like yourself and Jim Counts and folks that would just fill you full of information as long as you're willing to listen. And there's a lot of people out there that are willing to listen. Uh, Jim Counts used to say, I'll tell you what parts to buy, what vehicles to purchase, and D.J. Harrington will motivate your people to sell them. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Please, Dan, if you'd be kind enough, share a little bit about the Snyder Group and a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, thank you for the opportunity to do that. Um, So let's see. I'm 54 years old. I've I've, uh, been chronically unemployed for about... 33 years now. Um, I graduated from college in 1988, and my dad, who was uh, a construction worker, and I decided to start a business. So we uh, we bought 10 acres of plowed field, built the first building, bought the first car, and kind of it erupted from there. Uh, well, eruption is probably not the right term. It was a very slow grind from there. Um about six years later, my next younger brother joined us. He had graduated from college with a forestry degree. And he and I put a little bit of extra effort in at that point and started to get the wheels turning a little bit faster. Um, Ten years later, 
my next younger brother graduated and joined the club. That gave us four Snyders all inside of one small uh, full-serve location. And so we needed to expand a little bit. So just a few years after that, we decided to jump into the self-service world. Um, we started our first self-service location, which is known as Wrench Apart. And uh, it worked very well. My, my youngest brother and my dad went off and built that together, had a great project. Um, once that seemed like it was working well, we decided to do it again down in Austin. First one was in Belton, about 20 miles from the uh, full-serve location. Went to Austin, about 50 miles away. Um, my younger brother, Andy, and my dad went to that location. They had a nice project. They built that together, and uh, it seemed to do very well. So we just kind of were on a roll. Um, then we went out to West Texas, to uh, the beautiful town of Lubbock, Texas, and built one there on the outskirts of Lubbock. Uh, it also has done very well. Uh, we ran out of brothers at that point. Uh, my <laughs> sister was already the CFO of our organization. So we hired uh, from outside of, uh, of the family and got a young man named uh, Dale Scott in there who's been around the industry forever. And uh, he is the general manager of that location. And again, it did well. So we decided we'd just keep on. And uh, we ended up uh, most recently finishing a location in San Antonio, Texas, about Two years ago, that was a big build and a big project. And of course, you know, when you do these things, it seems like you always try to make them better and better as you go. And uh, this was a bigger and better situation, and it's come along very well. Uh, meanwhile, while all this happened, we started another smaller self-serve uh, here close to our full-serve operation and uh, a used car lot that sort of sprouted out of no place about 10 years ago. And the used car lot has done very well as well. So we've been very blessed. Um, our organization is definitely family-oriented. It is a family business. And our goal as brothers, and my father as well, are to is to make this a multi-generational uh, business. And so we've been working for probably 10 years now on succession planning. And uh, we're working through that. We've got 18 uh, kids, quote-unquote, in the next generation, uh, all the way from about... 26 all the way down to two years old. So we're working towards, uh, if they're interested, transitioning them into the business and having them take over at some point in the future. Holy moly. Boy, it's like the Osmonds. Uh, well, <laughs> kind of maybe, I guess. <laughs> oh, what a group. Well, can I do this with you? I've listened to you speak at, at the conferences and if you had a person, who would benefit by coming to URG, do you believe? Well, um, I can go off of what our history has been. And we, uh, years ago, even all the way back to Keystone, it was me and my brother that went to the conferences. And we got a ton out of it. And we were very involved at the most basic ground level of the business back then. Right. Um, and as we grew, we thought it was important that we would bring more people. Initially, it was sales, uh, our sales crew. We would pipe them up there to, to uh, Colorado and they'd have a great time. And, you know, the idea being that that would really help them out. I never saw the really long term, uh, benefits of the sales crew. There was some there. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, but what we shifted to was we started bringing 
folks that we would consider up and coming in the business. These are regular employees who showed just a little bit of something. And that something I'm not going to go into now. I'm actually going to be talking at URG this year about developing talent and leadership. And that's one of the things that I'm alluding to here. We would pick out these guys that showed a little bit of something. We take them as part of that project. You know, not every project turns out the way you want it. Some of them stay, some of them don't. But we've had a, a very good amount of success growing our business from within by having a semi-structured process of doing that. And URG has been extremely helpful in doing that because what happens is these folks that come to work in a small town of Holland, Texas, possibly, and they work here and all they hear is their, their department manager or me, you know, say you've got to do it and you've got to do it this way. Once they get out of that little tiny cocoon and they get to URG and they can sit at a table with somebody that says, oh, you work for Snyder's? Oh, that's fantastic. What do you think about this? Or how do you do that? Or they sit in a seminar and they listen to somebody else and, and find the same challenges that they have uh, and realize that this industry is very, very interconnected, but it's also very open and very giving. And it makes them feel like they're something, they're part of something that is larger than just a job in the middle of central Texas. Wow. Well, let's do this. I want to take a break, a real fast break. When we come back, can we talk a little bit about developing talent that you're going to be talking about at the conference and a little bit more about the URG conference? So let's take a break and we'll be right back. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder to save the dates. August 5th through the 7th to be in Dallas, Texas for the annual URG training conference held at the beautiful Hyatt Regency in Dallas, Texas. Two days packed full of speakers, educational sessions, a golf tournament, and so much more. It's your time to discover the new normal for 2021. This year's theme, the challenge of change. For more information, give Jennifer McPherson a call, 512-677-6202. That's 512-677-6202, or go to u-r-g.com. Welcome back, one and all, from our break. This is DJ Harrington, and you are listening to the URG Podcast on the go. Uh, Our guest today is Dan Snyder from the Snyder Group out in Texas, and let me just share a little bit with you. Before our break, Dan was talking about his future topic at URG, and is developing talent. Dan, would you be kind enough and kind of share a little bit with our listeners what are you going to be talking about developing talent? Sure, be glad to. Um, so one of the things that uh, is my main responsibility inside of our organization is just that, trying to find and develop talent. What I figured out a long time ago was that there was a lot of people that were just waiting for that perfect employee to come through their front door so that it would save their business. And not only would one of them come through, but two or three or five or 10 of them and make them filthy rich. Unfortunately, uh, that almost never happens. And so what I've kind of uh, felt is really important is that a lot of times that perfect employee is already maybe inside of your business. They just might be a year or two from starting to hit their stride. And what we need to do as business owners is number one, identify those people before they leave our business. 
And then number two, figure out how to develop them. And that's what I'm going to talk a little bit about, about number one, how to find them, because there are a lot of them right there underneath our nose all day, every day. And number two, how do we develop them and keep them inside of our organization so that we can continue to grow? If you let somebody that is itching for responsibility and growth and opportunity and you stick them in a corner someplace and never let them out and breathe and spread their wings, they will leave your organization. So that's what we'll talk a little bit about. I also have another session we'll talk about, which is a pretty common topic having to do with pay for performance. And we'll touch on that a little bit, maybe from a slightly different angle, but uh, some of the things that we've learned over the last 20 years or so in pay for performance. Um, the next question, and we've asked the other speakers that's been on the podcast, if you were speaking to a recycler who might be sitting on the fence, you know, whether they should come or not come, and somebody like yourself, I wanted one year, there had to be so many bright color shirts that said Snyder on them. <laughs> and I, I said, where are all these people coming? How many employees or team members, I should say, with Snyder, how many team members do you have presently? Well, um, at our full serve location, we are, I think, somewhere around 90 employees. Um, all companies all in, I think we're 300, 350, something like that. Actually bringing to the convention, we will bring a handful. And a lot of that depends on budget. A lot of it depends on, you know, how far away, what the transportation costs look like. Same thing that everybody weighs when they determine who they're going to bring and how many they're going to bring. And what I would say is, as again, part of this idea of developing the talent, pick somebody that you think is going to get something out of it. Right. You'll hear me say the, the term natural inquisitiveness in my presentation. And that's a key part of it. You need to identify somebody that's going to go there and that is inquisitive. They, they're, they're wondering. They almost hunger for this extra knowledge um, and that they're not so shy to where they won't at least listen intently and maybe even ask a few questions. Um, I think that there's a huge opportunity that a lot of people miss by just looking merely at it's a few hundred dollars to get somebody there, put them up for a couple of nights and get them home. And if you'll spend that as an investment, I think it'll take you further than advertising and marketing will. Yeah. And if you get a couple of them in an automobile and drive them out there, that's it. The gate, yeah, the if gas. it's a regional thing, and here in Texas, which it's, uh, you know, the Dallas-Fort Worth area is about two hours from where we're at, which makes it very, very convenient for us. But a lot of times these things are regional. You can drive in two, three, four, five hours and get there and get back without a ton of expense. But even so, plane tickets, especially when these uh, conferences are held in easy to get in and to and out of airports, um, I would highly encourage that, that people go and bring employees. There are untold benefits that you probably won't realize at that time. But I know after 30 plus years in the industry, when I look back on some of the success that we have had inside of our organization, I would put attending these different sessions and these different conferences as probably being one of the top three reasons why we've had the success we have. Yeah, and you have a real gift of finding that person one time when I was doing consulting and actually visiting the, the yards, 
I did all seven stores for Dave down in Florida. And he one night at dinner, he said, if you were opening an eighth location, DJ, who would you take with you? And I said, uh, Yard Dog at station number two. And this guy was covered with tattoos, piercings. And, <laughs> and he looked at me and Dave goes, how come? I said, I watched him today jump off the forklift, load up your service trucks that were going out with, you know, delivering parts. And he took a part off the truck, hosed it down, wiped it down, and put it back on the truck again. And he said, we only deliver clean, good parts. And he was helping. And then he jumps back on his forklift and starts doing the yard. He was the yard mm-hmm. dog. And he looked at me and he said, you're serious? I said, oh, serious as a heart attack. If I was opening an eighth location, I would take him. Because he, just like a good salesperson, you want somebody who extends themselves. And that's why I think developing talent, what you're talking about. And you have an eye. You have an eye for that guy who is coming up in the industry. And I hope our listeners are catching on. That's the person they should be bringing with. You know, that's, that's part of the thing. Well, whether they realize it or not, who they're supposed to bring this time, if they get a chance to sit in on the, the, the session that I'm going to give, next time for sure, they'll know which people to bring because I'm going to tell them how to get that on. Fantastic. You're a good guy. All right. Here's the question I want to ask you. As your parting thoughts, uh, do you have any real parting thoughts you want our listeners to know about, whether it's about you or about the conference or about the industry itself, I'd like to just ask you to give you two cents worth to our over a thousand listeners. Well, when you say parting thoughts, it's almost like you're ushering me out the door for the final time. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that's not what you mean. Um, but it is a little bit of a, you know, it hits home a little bit here as far as my perspective goes. As I mentioned, 32 years in the business now, mid fifties. Um, and I'm not, uh, the kind of person that retires. However, it is important for me to realize and understand that me and my brother, we're not the young kids that used to go to these conferences that were there sort of soaking up everything like it was bright and new and shiny at the time. And that was the way things were 20 plus years ago. Um, you know, we've got more gray hair and as a result, people look at us like we're supposed to know something more. A lot of times, you know, it, it is what it is as far as the knowledge that's in my head. But when I talk to people, you find out, you know, what I take for granted, they don't know, realize or understand it. So I have the ability to give and gift some of that back. Um, I think it's important that as we mature through the industry that we realize that the world does not revolve around us. It revolves around the new generation of folks that are coming in. And there's some really, really sharp ones inside of our business, as well as inside of our industry, outside of our business. And this will be their industry uh, in the future. So it's important that we try to help them out, help them uh, be successful, learn, and then somewhere 20 or 30 down, 20 or 30 years down the road, they will be able to pass on that knowledge to the next generation as well. So I'm looking forward to the conference. It's going to be a great time. And uh, I'm there to, to impart whatever knowledge that I possibly can on whoever will listen to me. 
Well, I, for one, uh, when you were kind enough to be on the podcast, and I just want to ask you off the hand, this is not a question you and I talked about previously. I just think that the industry itself right now, after going through COVID and the pandemic, that there are a lot of people that want to go improve their bottom line in their salvage arts with new techniques, new thinking. And URG does that. It's the new challenges of the new norm, and it's people coming out. I told Jennifer McPherson this morning via the phone, and I said, Jennifer, I, I think be patriotic. You come to URG. Be patriotic. Improve your bottom line. Be patriotic. You don't have to wear a mask in Texas. You know, Governor, Governor Abbott, you know, he's opened the state up. And, you know, you don't have to come out there. But if you want to improve your bottom line, you come to URG and listen to people like yourself. Yeah, my dad has always said the whole time I've grown up and, and then grown older, and he still says to this day, quote, unquote, you don't get nothing for nothing. <laughs> your dad's right. How old is your dad now? He's 77. God bless him. God bless him. He's he's raised a wonderful family and wonderful people. And I cannot thank you enough for being on here. And I wish you and your family the very best. Uh, and, and I hope everyone that's listening will come out to URG, attend the conference, and, and be in part of the class to hear Dan Snyder. Wisdom of the industry, because he really knows it inside and out. And Dan, I can't thank you enough for being on the podcast. Well, thank you. Uh, first off, I guess you're welcome, but thank you, DJ, because you're an icon in the industry. And whenever there's anything going on that's of importance, it seems like you pop your head up and you're right there in the middle of it, URG, ARA, et cetera, all the way down uh, through the years. And we appreciate your time and effort and passion as well. Thank you. Well, now I'm just going to tell you, your dad's 77. My father was vice president of Bethlehem Steel, and his chauffeur dropped him off. I'm one of 12 children, Dan, mm -hmm. and my, my dad's chauffeur, Marshall, came into the house, said to my mother in the kitchen and our brothers and sisters, your dad's not in a good mood tonight, so don't <laughs> give him a hard time. And I thought, what happened? So my dad comes in, and he, and Marshall, you know, sits at the end of the table and we all eat dinner together, 12 guys and Marshall. And my dad, halfway through the meal, gets upstairs and goes upstairs. And he was crying. So my mom wipes her hands on the apron, runs upstairs and comes down and says, your dad won't be down tonight. He laid off 1,116 people today. And when he saw our 12 faces around the table, he realized he laid off 1,116 families. Mm -hmm. And see, I believe the person who goes to URG improves their bottom line, and they come back and they hire the military person that's coming off the, the battlefields and puts them in a good industry like recycling. So I go there with the intention of let's help build back America. And you do that by coming to URG and meeting people like yourself. That's awesome. Great, great thought and sentiment. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I, I commend you, my friend. 
And I want all our listeners to come see Dan Snyder at URG. Thank you, Dan, very much. My pleasure. Anytime I can help. <laughs>